Yeah, Yes, an audio serial, written and read by Daniel Cotier. This story contains adult themes, coarse language, themes of suicide and self-harm. If the contents of this story are triggering for you or anyone you know, I ask you to please call Lifeline on 131114. If you are listening outside Australia, you can find contact numbers for mental health support services on our social media pages. These are found at Yeah Yes Audio Serial on Facebook and Instagram and Yeah Yes Serial on Twitter. Chapter 29, Saturday, 14th of October, 2017. My fist is raised and I'm trying to send the impulse down from my brain to my wrist, but my flight response is intercepting it. Come on, this is stupid. Knock. I stand there, frozen. Come on, the longer you stand here, the more likely someone else will see you and come over for a chat. You'll have to make small talk. The impulse hits the wrist, and the two forward motions are executed. Remember what Kelly said, you're not a teenager anymore, you're a grown person. Be an adult, and they will be too. The door opens, and there she is, the beast on the threshold. Hello, Banjo. Hi, Mum. She steps aside, and I walk into our lounge room. That's all as I left it. The yellow lounge we got given, on the wall, nearest to the door, TV opposite. There's the bar in the far right corner that Dad and I put together from a flat pack when I was ten. I've always been handy with an Allen key. Above the bar hangs Grandad's old instrument and my namesake. Yep, we're here all right, back where it started. Number four Barton Circuit. Drink? Shit, I was waiting for this moment. Ah, no thanks, I'm not drinking. She gives me a tired look. I meant a cup of tea. Don't blush. Yes, please. Mum and I go through to the open-plan kitchen-come-dining room. Mum's slippers clip across the lino as she flicks on the kettle. The base goes blue as the bubbles start to rise. New kettle. We've had it a year, she replies in that motherly monotone. The bubbles and the birds are the soundscape as the beast lies in wait, ready for its prey to stumble onto a sorry. She always does this when she's waiting for me to apologise. Crow will be my entree, main and dessert. Two mugs landing on the bench provide a momentary percussion line to the soundscape. I'm ready to apologise, I just don't know how. I take a look around, hoping to draw some inspiration. There's a picture of me at Joey's, and one of the three of us at my school awards night in year seven. I've got a handful of awards. The next year, puberty crept in, and I only took home first in Japanese. The year after that, it was zero. That's when hormones and shame set in. Mum places a tea down in front of me. She drinks hers out of an ancient vessel I bought for her at the school Mother's Day stall when I was in year four. Mum, that's all chipped. You should throw it out. Bacteria grows in there. Banjo, I cleaned your last house and I was a nurse. I won't be taking antibacterial suggestions from you. I nod at her and take a sip. Weak. She always pours the milk over the tea bag and I'm certain it coats the tea and doesn't allow the flavour out. Dad at golf? 
It's a Saturday. He said once he gets back, the two of you can load the truck. She takes a sip. My insides squirm. I feel so guilty asking them to help, especially after being such a little shit last time. Dad is helping me move everything back tomorrow, but she's refused to help. She told me at Macca's that she wouldn't be rescuing me again, and she meant it. What's the new house like? It's nice. Quite old, but warm. Living with a friend called Finn. Boyfriend? God, no. I rejected that notion a little too hard. I wouldn't know. You never bother to tell me anything. Except that text. She sips her tea. It's in Redfern? Yeah, a little terrace house near the station. I pick up my tea and see a little ripple. You're all right. We sip in silence for a while. Then I venture a question. What's for dinner? She shrugs. All right, you win. I meant what I said in that text. I am sorry for how I treated you. She doesn't acknowledge the apology. Rather clips over and takes a letter down from the shelf near the back sliding door. This came for you a while back. She hands me a white envelope with my name on it. That's why I kept texting and asking for your address. My shakes get worse as I run the letter opener we got in Bali along the seam of the envelope. I unfold the letter. The one I've been waiting for. A distasteful yellow ribbon runs along the top of the form. Clearly designed by a hetero. No gay would use that shade of yellow. The Australian Bureau of Statistics is stamped on the ribbon. Then, below, should the law be changed to allow same-sex couples to marry? Yes, no. Mark one box only. So, this is it. This unassuming piece of paper, sent to every adult in the country, determines my worth. Well, it can only determine my worth if I give it that power, which it's hard not to do. Kelly would tell me not to. She'd tell me it's a thin slice of tree with ink on it. It cannot physically harm me. Thanks, Mum. Your father and I sent ours back with a yes. A few people have said to tell you they voted yes too. She goes out the back door and lights up a cigarette, sitting in Grandad's old recliner chair. I ponder the piece of paper. There will be thousands of these sent to letterboxes no longer occupied by the intended. There'll be thousands left on fridges and posted into garbage bins because it doesn't affect me or I just forgot to send it back in time. There are already reports of people stealing them and throwing them in bins or sending them back with fraudulent votes. Thousands sent to people like me who think politics doesn't involve them so they haven't updated their address on the electoral roll. I feel a sense of shame about how naive I've been. I'm grateful for having Eugene illuminate it for me. I shove the letter back into the envelope and pop it in my tote bag. I'll deal with you later. I grab my mug and sit outside on the hard wooden chair next to Mum. We make eye contact and she takes a drag. I could go a cigarette, I confess. She breathes smoke out of her nose like a dragon and scoffs at me. Not at the price they are these days, you can't. I'm down to one a day. I laugh, but my brain is stuffed back into that envelope. My heart is racing. I can't believe I have mine. 
I so want to go and check everyone's letterbox and take all of the unclaimed ones. I want to win. Yeah, Yes is written, read, produced and directed by Daniel Cotier. Music, editing and sound engineering is by Nathan Barraclough. If you have any queries or concerns, you can contact us at yayesaudioserial at gmail.com. Tune in Thursday for the continuing adventures of Banjo Mitchell. Thanks for listening. <laughs>